0: So you've started to collect email opt-ins. Now they're on your list. What next? I'm going to talk all about that in today's episode. Stay tuned. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us, who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? that is the question and this is the answer welcome to podcast monetization secrets Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler. Thank you for joining me today. I'm glad you found us. So if you don't know me yet, I'm glad you're in my world. I'm the founder of Team Podcast. It's a full-service podcast production company, also the creator of Podcast Monetization Secrets Podcast and soon-to-be summit, virtual summit that we're building out. And the reason I am here today is because I have seen way too many podcasters fail to monetize their Podcast and that leads to pod fading. So, we try to produce podcasts that are monetizable and that are going to be able to get you a return on your investment of time, energy, money, and passion that you're putting into your podcast. It's got to be sustainable if you're going to be doing it for very long. So, teampodcast.com is our website. If you need anything at all to do with podcast production or monetization, that is where you can go. Now, on to today's topic. This is the second in a series of podcasts that I'm doing about what happens once you get people on your email list. And this is something that I think across the board universally we struggle with if we are podcasters and didn't come to this game from a marketing paradigm marketers tend to have this stuff down pat and podcasters we tend to provide value 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 wait for someone to tap us on the shoulder and say oh okay you can monetize now you're good enough or big enough or worthy enough and it's actually not how it works at all so you know also if you've listened to any of my podcasts that we are not focused on download numbers here at podcast monetization secrets we recognize that download numbers are largely a vanity metric. Now, I don't mean that they're not important. They can be important in some situations if you're trying to monetize through sponsorships, which is probably one of the hardest ways to monetize if you ask me. But you also have to realize that if a podcast has 40,000 downloads and they they haven't monetized and they haven't collected email addresses, simply moving the bar from 40,000 downloads to now they have 60,000 downloads, they're still not collecting email addresses, they're still not selling anything that additional 20,000 people you gained to your platform got you nothing. So that's what we're wanting to avoid. We're wanting to avoid building a big platform where we have lots of traffic and we have nowhere to send them. And by traffic, those are listeners, those are downloads, those are email opt-ins. And then having nowhere to send them means basically you're not selling anything and you're not giving your listeners a way to follow up with you. So when you start a podcast, the very first thing you want to do is focus on collecting those email addresses. That should be more important than how many downloads I got today. How many email opt-ins did I get today? I'm averaging right now about one a day which is which is fairly slow growth and there are days there I mean, there might be days I get five or ten but if you average it all out I can count on at least one or two email opt-ins a day. I know a lot of the podcasters that I've worked with many times it takes them months to get their first email opt-in and part of it's because the, the way they've set up their podcast and they, they don't really have a focus on collecting email addresses. But the bigger issue becomes what do you do once you get people on your email list? I talk to people all the time who have hundreds or even thousands of people on their email list and they don't really do anything with them. They don't know what to do with them. So today, I am going to give you some ideas about how to begin talking to your email list, how to begin nurturing that email list. Different people call these types of funnels or these types of nurturing sequences, they call them different things. They accomplish different purposes. And when somebody first comes into your world and gets on your email list, and because they've, Taken an opt in or they've taken a bribe, they've taken a gift that you've offered in exchange for their email. Many times, what happens is they get a thank you email for subscribing along with the delivery of whatever that lead magnet was, and then it's crickets. They hear nothing from you, and then somehow, you know, maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe even further than that later when you finally have your stuff together and you finally have a product and you finally have an offer if you just go back to that email list and suddenly try to re-engage them around an offer you're going to find that you really sort of wasted your time and didn't capitalize on the opportunity that that email list created now why are we creating an email list we are creating an email list because it is the only thing you own out of your podcast I mean you own your content but you don't own your Facebook group you don't own your Twitter stream or whatever you want to call it your Twitter feed you don't own your Instagram any of those platforms can kick you off at any time and in a lot of ways, you don't even own your website. Sometimes if Google decides you're too spammy or you're too suspicious, they shut you down. They basically begin hiding you from all the search engines. And so in a lot of ways, the only thing you can have and the only way you can have as a lifeline to your actual customers is through that email list. And the email list becomes sort of your most valuable asset. You hear people say the money is in the list. And the thing that's hot today is not going to be hot tomorrow but if you have these people on your email list that begins to add value to your business assets so you want to acquire an email list it's the only way you can truly get in touch with your customers now it's important once you get people on your email list that you begin to contact them regularly and trust me, I know that this is a problem. This is a downfall. This is a weakness of most of us. My hand is raised as well, myself included. Remember, I only started taking marketing seriously about two years ago. And since then, I have just done a deep dive and I've consumed and I've spent thousands of dollars, thousands upon thousands of dollars educating myself. I'm still currently monthly spending thousands of dollars each month to educate myself and to be part of groups where I'm around other marketers where I can share ideas and get help and that we can sort of focus more on marketing and the how-to and setting up marketing in a way that is sustainable for podcasts. So that's where I am. So I'm with you. I've got an email list. It's a small email list. I'm working on growing it because I n- it never became an issue for me. It never became a priority for me to grow. And then at the same time, I've fallen into the same trap you do where you get someone on your list and you send them the thank you with a lead magnet and then they don't hear anything and then there's no set pattern of follow-up and the cool thing about it is um, that once you get into the habit of building out these automations and building out these auto responders when you build them, you put in the work one time, and then you don't have to keep going back and investing that time over and over again. All you have to do is just continue extending the sequence. Now, I want you to think about this, because this is also something that has come up in conversations that I've had with clients and potential clients in the past just two weeks, is that people don't really have an overall strategy mapped out for what they're doing on their email list and what they're doing with their business and their marketing and all that sort of thing. So I think it would be helpful if you think about your business as sort of a Disneyland map or Disney World map, whichever part of the country you live in, you've probably, most people have been to Disney World or Disney Disneyland. And what happens is when you go to the park, they give you these little brochures or these little things. I think there's probably apps now that do it. I haven't been in a few years. But there's maps of the park. And it has, you know, it ha- might have sections on it. Now, it, the, the parks at Disney World have gotten so big, that the are the sections at Disney World have gotten so big that they now have their own individual parks with Animal Kingdom and Epcot Center and all these other things that you have so one of the things that you want to think about is in Disney World terminology when you see the map of the, the park normally what is in the middle is that castle the ma- I think they call it the magic castle. The castle is right there in the middle, and that is sort of the hub of all the things that they do. They have shows out there. They have fireworks there at night. They do all these things, and that all roads eventually within that Disney World map lead to the Magic Castle. So your, the Magic Castle for you is whatever your premium ticket offer is right? And now people can come into the park at different entrances, the same way people can come into your business at different entrances. They have different entry points. They might come in listening to your podcast. They might come in finding your Facebook group. They might come in finding your website. They might come in seeing you being a guest on someone else's podcast. They might come in because you posted something on your personal Facebook feed about it and that was interesting to them and now they're in your ecosystem. They're in your sphere of influence. So your magic kingdom, your magic castle, let me say, is your high ticket product. Now, Maybe if you don't have a high-ticket product or you don't have any product to sell, the very first thing you need to do is figure out what you're selling and what you're going to offer people, who you're serving and how are you going to service them, right? That determines what your your whole business is about. And you should have done that before you even started a podcast because you start figuring out your avatar and who you're going to serve with your content. But that content needs to lead somewhere. That content is a road that needs to lead to your magic castle. So you've got your... Now you've got your um, Magic Castle, you've got your high ticket item determined, you know what you're selling. And it might be what others, you know, you might not have a truly high ticket offer yet. But what will happen is you're going to continue to create content and you're going to continue to create products, you're going to continue to create services and things that you can sell as you go along this journey. So you're building it out. And eventually, you might decide that your high, high ticket offer is something that's well above the price point you've already had other you know other lower ticket offers so everything kind of gets adjusted maybe the only thing you have right now is a book to sell a book isn't a high ticket offer but it's the only magic castle you have so we got to figure out what to do with it right so all roads on your email setup and your email entry points need to eventually lead back to the magic castle right? But think about it it in Disney World terms. If you're stuck and you enter the park far away from the Disney Magic Castle, what happens along the way? It's not like there's a plain path with clear vision all the way so you can see that you need to walk a mile and a half across the park to finally get to that Magic Castle. No, what happens along the way? The minute you get in the park, what happens? Well, now there's little kiosks and there's shops and there's things for you to do. And there's rides for you to do over in this section of a certain theme. And maybe there's also, oops, you need to get a frozen lemonade or you need to get a popsicle or you need to get a drink. Up oh, There's, you know, eight dollars for a popsicle and five dollars for a can of a soda that cost a nickel or something for them to make and you've got all these things and what are they their way is for them to bring revenue in right so they don't just have an empty park and the only thing they have in the middle is plunked as a magic castle they build out all these little sections and that's the same thing that you're going to be doing with your email list knowing that ultimately all the roads are leading back to the magic castle but again It's not like you walk into the Disney World at a a far gate away from the Magic Castle and there's an empty path. But at the same time, it's not like it's just one kiosk after another like you've arrived at a shopping mall, right? It's not like that either. They're not just going, hey, buy this. You want to buy a hat? You want to buy a a mister? You want to buy a fan? You want to buy a, oh, your camera's broken. Here's a disposable camera. You know, you don't you don't see it as just like shopping, shopping, shopping. They give you things to do. They give you things to distract you. They give you things to keep your interest, to keep you in the park longer. Because the longer you're there, the more money you're going to spend, right? The same, think of your email list in terms of the same way. You're not just going to hit your email list with one sales pitch after another, you're not going to do it. If you do, you're going to get a lot of unsubscribes and you've wasted every bit of effort you put into acquiring those emails in the first place. But what you're going to do is you're going to give your email list some interesting things along the way to the Magic Castle. And many times, the same way Disney World does it, just keep thinking about this in terms of Disney World and you will be golden as far as this building this out but what happens is the things that you see presented to you at Disney World they're sometimes based on the problems that you've already encountered in the park right you got to the park and you realized that you left your sunglasses in the car now, the sun, your sunglasses in the car are three tram rides and two boat rides away from the parking lot that you parked in. And in order for you to go get your sunglasses, it's going to take you an hour and a half and you're going to only going to hope you can find your family when you get back, right? So what do you do instead? You look around and, oh my goodness, right here in this little store right inside, there happens to be some sunglasses. Maybe they're cheap sunglasses that they only charge $30 for in the park, but you would have paid $5 for them at Walmart. But it doesn't matter. You need that product, right? You need it. It's meeting a need that you have. Just in time for you to realize you missed your sunglasses, boom, there it is. Maybe you realize you got all the way out to this park and you don't have sunscreen. And you turn around and look and by God, there's a store that has sunscreen right there in it. Maybe it's a hat you're missing because you realize that now you're um, starting to get a little bit pink on your part in your hair and you need to protect yourself from the sun. Plus, it's darn hot out here. So, oh, look, let's get a sunshade hat right? And that doesn't even count all the fun things along the way that are like uh, merchandise and Disney World em- uh, you know, logo products and, and merch and that sort of thing. So think about that as you're building out your email. You're taking your listeners or your email subscribers on a journey with you. And so one of the first things that you want to do is begin solving some of their problems. Why does it matter if you solve some of their problems? Because you're building credibility with them. So one of the very first things I, I like to do, and this is not my original framework, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So people call these different things. Some people call them a nurture sequence. Some people call them um, an engagement sequence. I mean, there's different wa- ways that you can approach this. Um, but the one thing that I do, and I use Click Funnels for all of this kind of stuff, because they've got within their system, follow-up funnels. And it basically allows you when someone opts into your email list to immediately begin triggering off a action sequence that would take the customer or the email subscriber on a journey. And they, the first sequence that is good to begin with is what's called a soap opera sequence. Now, a soap opera sequence is, you know, we've all watched soap operas. I don't think soap operas are such a big thing nowadays, right? And the soap opera continues to keep you hooked with a storyline that is completely fantastical and it doesn't even resemble reality. But we watch it because we want to see that person died. I saw him die, but then they're going to come back and, and you know next season and be reincarnated not reincarnated but brought back in the show because they faked their own death and they did this, that and the other. So it's a drama sequence or it's a get to know you type sequence with this soap opera sequence follow-up. And the very first email, is it's a nine email sequence, eight actions that get taken over the course of about the first six days that somebody's on your email list. So the way it goes like this is the minute they log into your, or they opt into your email, they get a email from you back setting the stage, you know, thanking them for signing up, but you're welcoming them to the, the ecosystem and the world that you've created. You tell a little bit of your backstory, you tell them what your website is, where you share all the stuff that you're learning and all the resources for them. And then you go ahead and set the expectation that you're going to start creating value in their life. You're going to try to give away better free stuff than most people charge for. And you're trying to build a relationship with them. And you're going to do it through this email sequence. And so you go ahead and you set the expectation with them that you're going to provide emails to them that are going to contain value. And you set the stage for the next email that you're going to send. And so then the very next email you send is a sort of a shocking story or something that you have learned. Um, You're going to tell a story that sort of was along your journey of discovering whatever it is you've discovered about your business, and how you got to where you are. So then you're going to give The day one email is you're going to talk about how an example would be how the traditional approach to whatever problem you're solving failed you. You know, whether it's making money or whether it's working um, a job and you needed to get out of it, you need to create lifestyle freedom. You're going to create an email that basically tells the story about how the conventional approach that everybody else recommends actually failed you. And that caused you to then go on a journey. And then this two days after they've signed up, you're going to actually take the time to relate your epiphany story, how you got to where you are today, how you uh, had the revelation of the audience that you're serving and the products that you're creating. Then on day three, you're going to give an email that talks about the hidden benefits of whatever it is you're promoting, whether it's better uh, lifestyle, healthier uh, mindset, whatever it is your niche is, you're going to talk about the hidden benefits of that. So you're keeping them engaged. Then on day four, you're going to send out a message and it's going to be a little bit about sort of an offer it's going to be your offer email it's the the fifth email in the series is going to be an an offer and whatever it is the offer that you're making you would make the offer and then on day 5 you would give them one more day to potentially claim that offer and so once they go through that email sequence then you can you've got another email sequence it's called the Seinfeld sequence and it's where it's just short emails that come out fairly frequently we all know Seinfeld the show was a show about nothing right it was a show about people that had everyday mundane things and we couldn't stop watching it and it was funny and it was humorous and it was lighthearted. but at the same time they dealt with the things that we all know and relate to in everyday life so then you put them into another email sequence and the, the bottom line is that you're just creating these sequences one time and then you can begin setting up triggers and automation that will deliver these emails and maybe at some point instead of just having a an eight action email sequence you then have uh, continue adding to it maybe you have a 12 or 13 action sequence before you would put someone into another email sequence that might only then send them out once a week or something like that. So you begin building out these sequences and it might take you a while to sit there and write seven emails or six emails. But if you buckle down and take like one weekend to knock this kind of stuff out and you get it set up once, then you can sit back and let the email sequence do its work. And so you're always making sure you're driving traffic when you come in. Now back to the example of disney world if you think about you know you're trying to get people to your magic castle It really doesn't matter if they go through Frontierland, or if they go to the Jamboree Circle, or whatever all of these little places are that are in remote areas around the Magic Castle, you're still keeping them in the park, right? So you're keeping them in the park with these things, and there's plenty for them to do. And you've got all these different things that you're going to present them with that are going to be things that are going to help them. They're going to be things that are going to solve problems for them. They're going to be ways that you can serve them ultimately knowing that all of your sequences either lead directly back to the magic castle or maybe you go from uh frontier land to space world or or animal world or whatever the safari village or whatever but you're leading people from one of your properties within the park to another because you know why? They're still in your park. Maybe they haven't gotten to the Magic Castle. Maybe the Magic Castle is the last stop along their way. Then that's okay. You know, if people came in and went straight to your Magic Castle and got your high ticket offer, you know what the good news is about that? You have all the other parts of the park that you can tour them through and, and have them buy things at, right? Those are your lower ticket items. Those are your ebooks or your small courses or your mini webinars or your membership sites or whatever other things that you're selling. So these are things that you we all need to be building out. I'm talking to myself too because I'm in the middle of working on this for myself because I've never done it and I've never mapped it out in a way that makes sense and that ultimately leads somewhere. And I've done these things before. I've set up automations, but because I didn't have a product that I was selling, I wasn't getting anywhere with people. But the biggest thing I can do is take the top five problems that they have and begin creating this Seinfeld email sequence about how to solve these problems. You know, so I continue once I get them from the, the soap opera sequence into the Seinfeld sequence, I'm just talking about daily or weekly or however, whatever frequency I'm emailing at, I'm just talking about the problems that they're already facing and looking answers, to answers to. So with that being said, if every time I get someone on my email list, I'm nurturing them in a way that I'm solving their problems. So take the top five problems that they're solving, that they're having, and you solve it for them. And that will help them trust you. It will help them know you. It will help them like you. So these autoresponder sequences, now I'll tell you, if you start out with a mail service like MailChimp or something like that, you have to pay extra to get the automation. You have to pay extra to get the autoresponders. And so what most people do is they get a free account and they just send out broadcast emails. Um, I use a combination of Click Funnels for all my email stuff and Active Campaign because Active Campaign can act as a CRM. And um, I'm going to be doing some um, putting some things on my resources page about both of those and showing you how I use both of those and how they can be used to help you. But those are considerations that you need to take into account whenever you're deciding where to set up. It's a lot of work to grow your email list really big and then move it to a different provider. And that's what I see a lot of people doing. And then you're you're lost in months of trying to get the help and the tra- the, the technical help and the know-how to transfer all your names and get, get your built-in sequences going. But if you start in something that you can grow into and you begin building out these automations and these follow-up funnels um, with ClickFunnels, it's so amazing because like even in their follow-up funnels section, they have... Uh, a bunch of different scenarios where you can build out follow-up funnels. Like if you've just had a webinar, boom, here's the webinar follow-up funnel. And it's this many um, steps, it's this many actions, and maybe you've got a high-ticket offer that you're going to put out there. Well, there's a funnel for before people register, and then there's a funnel for after people register. Maybe if you've had a customer cancel on you, they even have like a win-back sequence. There's a product launch sequence. There's an Epiphany Bridge sequence. So it it goes through all of these things that you can implement for certain funnels to get people from Frontierland to the Bear Jamboree or whatever. um, So you can get them from one of your entities to another even before they go to the Magic Castle. So these are things that I want you to think about. There's there's even, I'm just looking through here, there's even an email sequence, a follow-up funnel, which is an email sequence, an autoresponder, about getting testimonials for your product or getting testimonials for the work you're doing with people so um, there's a lot in here and once you build these out and even if you just follow the templates you have a start Right? If you follow the templates and you do what's recommended in these platforms that know marketing and know how to do this, what happens is you end up, whether you intend to or not, with a really good foundation for what your email list is. And you're not one of those people that comes to me two years from now and says, I have 11,000 emails, but I haven't emailed them in a year and a half, or I haven't emailed them since they initially got on my list. That's a problem. And you don't want to be in that situation. So you want to, there's you know there's tons of email sequences in here I'm happy to show you how to do it. I'm just happy to show you how to get set up on ClickFunnels. But it's just amazing that when you get these templates and you get the help that you need and you get sort of the framework for sending out some of these email sequences, it doesn't make it so hard because it's not like you're sitting down and writing nine emails from scratch and not really sure if they're leading from one to another. And I'll also be honest with you. You got to respect that people's attention spans are really, really short. So emails with a lot of small sentences and a lot of white space in between the lines and just a few links for anything that you're else that you're talking about. Like that's what the most successful email marketers are doing. It's not an email with tons of blocks of big, you know, wall of paragraph words and text, and then all these intricate things. It's very, very short and to the point, and it's not going to take a ton of time. And I think sometimes if you start to write out without a template, you end up, if you're like me, spending too much time, taking up too many words, and it's not as effective as short and right to the point. It might tell a story, but it's just interesting the way you tell the story. You do it in as few words as possible. They call it word economy because your readers aren't going to give you many options or many much of their time to actually read your email, so you've got to use word economy and make your words count. So it's great when you can set up these templates and you can set up these frameworks for how you're going to communicate, when you're going to make offers, and that sort of thing. And it's so much better if you follow the proven methods that other people are using. These there whenever there are people that have built hundred million dollar companies using these techniques techniques and using these frameworks, it would be crazy for me to think that I on my way to a million dollars in a year, that I should try to reinvent the wheel. Let me use what's already out there. Let me take all the help I can get from the technology. And that's what ClickFunnels actually does. I'll put a, I'm an affiliate for ClickFunnels. And I also try to help um, all of my clients get set up on ClickFunnels that want to build sales funnels and want to do a lot of online sales with their podcast because they're not trying to get sponsors, they're trying to monetize it with their own products and services. ClickFunnels is going to be one of the best ways to do that. So um, I'll give you my link, I've got a link to get you 14 days uh, free trial. And um, I think there's also a bonus book, like maybe one of the um, new books thrown in there as well. So it uh, depends on what the different offers are at the time. But you can get that if you go to the show notes for this podcast. So check that out, Very quickly, I'm going to announce that October 15th through the 17th, we are having... A podcast monetization summit. Yes, we are podcast monetization summit. We're going to I'm basically taking people that I know have monetized and that earn their living or a significant portion of their living from their podcast. We're going to talk about all the ways they have specifically monetized and in traditional ways and non-traditional ways and multiple ways and how they got started so that you can begin seeing the framework that you want to follow for monetizing your podcasts. So it's going to be a very, very exciting time. And I'm so excited to have just a virtual event only focused on monetizing your podcast. It's not about what mic you should use. It's not about what editing software you should use. It's not about what you should do for social media, because social media marketing is not the same as building marketing funnels. And social media marketing is not the same as building an email list. Social media marketing is just that. It's just getting more people to, to your social media followings. But let me tell you something, not all the people that are on social media listen to podcasts. So you could be putting a lot of time and effort into putting your content out there to somebody who doesn't even know what a podcast is and will never listen to one. So that's why um, it's important to understand what channels to use for marketing. So we're going to be talking about all that in the Podcast Monetization Summit, and you're going to be overwhelmed with new ideas that you can do for your audience and for your podcast to begin monetizing it. Because that's what we want as many podcasts as possible monetized on their own, so that you as the podcaster are getting paid for your time and your energy and the effort that you've put into building this platform. Because if you don't, you're going to end up pod fading like hundreds and thousands of others before you. So that's the goal. Hashtag no more pod fading. So That's all I have for you today. If you'd like to join us in our Facebook group, you can go to Podcast Monetization Secrets group within Facebook and ask to join there. And we will let you in if you want to talk about podcast monetization. So that's what we're there for. And I hope you have an awesome, fantastic day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join and then I'll see you on the inside.